I'm live, balls and bow ties. So look, before I get into it, take a look. Ew, that's my team. My husband is an Eagles fan. Ew, I'm trying to find everything I can that has giants on it, okay? I'm do, I'm like trying to find every piece of everything upstairs in my room. I got t-shirts and everything. I might put them all on at once, all at the same time. Go Giants. All right, so look. Um... So this was the thumbnail you selected to get in here, okay? First date. So what I'm going to do is for the next few minutes just tell you, um, I dated my father first. Yeah, my first date, I was 15, 16. I was so awkward. My first date was with my father. And I remember it because we, he, he was big into contemporary jazz, okay? And I remember I was allowed to listen. So I grew up in a lot of contemporary jazz, R&B, obviously, my, my parents' generation stuff. And I also listened to a lot of gospel. So I remember the first time I bought my own CD. It was Naughty by Nature. And I was playing, um, you know, with OPP. <laughs> um, but my father took me on a date. Now, let me just say, my father was not a perfect person. He had his own set of dysfunctions and traumas and everything else in his life. But my first date was with him. And I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a cold. So we, we, we got together. Um, or rather, we, we, got our, we put ourselves together. I got dressed up. And he took me to see, um, there was a collection of artists in town. It was the Rippingtons, um, Pat Metheny. And it was one other, I, I don't even remember. Uh, I know I had a good time, but um, some other artist was there. It was like a collection of artists or something. So we went out to a dinner. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I remember I was listening to the Rippingtons and Pat Metheny because that happened to be who was in town. Um, and I remember my father was like, um, he, like I said, he was really big into contemporary jazz and type of thing. and. In some instances, he would listen to a little bit of rock. And I was like, okay. So I don't remember, was it Led Zeppelin or whatever it was? But he was like, listen to the guitar. So he would listen to the drums, listen to the guitar, all that good stuff. So he wanted me to really just appreciate the culture of music. He was a really big, big, big fan of music. And he read a lot. On my first date... I remember I felt like a million dollars. I was this awkward, skinny. Look, let me just give you some context. When I graduated high school and I went to college, I weighed 97 pounds. And I had to nerdly want to be on the track team. I ran track. It was Division Three track. I was 97 pounds. That lets you know how awkward and, and gangly and everything I was. So my father took me out on a date and I basically tried to put myself together and he opened the door for me and he, you know, like, what do you want to eat? All the stuff like that. But I remember he took me on his date and he wanted me to feel special. And he said, you know, he basically shared with me, I forget the exact words, but I remember during our ride there, he said, you need to be treated like a lady. So one day someone is going to want to date you and he should treat you the way you deserve or something along those lines. He's like, I know you don't know now. So 
he was not about like, you know, like nowadays people are like, hey, y'all shot or whatever that crazy, like, no, he was the kind of guy that was like, pull up your pants, you better have a haircut. Now, granted, this is a different generation. So I didn't know any different. And we, we were kind of poor. <laughs> but my first date was with my father. I remember after that, because there's, there's a lot of dysfunction in my family, but we took a drive down to the shore. And we parked. It was nighttime. And I remember he was like, listen. So I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> but I was listening to the water. And I remember enjoying that time. It's not like I hadn't been to the beach before. It's not like I hadn't been to the shore before, but this was different. Like I said, we got dressed. He took me out to dinner. Now, granted, it was to see people he liked to listen to. We listened to the Rippingtons, Pat McVinney. I cannot remember who the third one was. I cannot remember. But his whole thing was, it's like, you should be taking this time when you date to get to know each other do something now. He's like, I'm not saying you have to do this, right? But, and then we did this extra. We went down to the beach. We just walked along the beach and we talked. And he just asked me questions, asked me questions about, you know, what did I want to do when I grew up and just what I saw for myself. You know, he just engaged in conversation. Let me just say this. Because he was definitely more old school, like, you better be respectful. You want to talk to my kid, you know, like, pants need to be pulled up. Like, none of that, like, yo, yo, yo. Like, he would lose it. And like I said, I had a very dysfunctional family. But I'll never forget that date. I'll never forget that date. When I got older, and when guys would, like, um... You know how, like, the, there was a shift in dating. For those of you who are a particular age, you know, I'm I'm the I'm on the younger side of Gen X. So when there was a shift when men would like want to just like pull up and have you come outside or something crazy, but I never subscribed to, to that. I never subscribed to the whole cat calling. Like I took offense to that because my father showed me early on. So, excuse me, I'm fighting a cold. So this is the thing. I'm sitting here on this app and I don't want to ruffle feathers, but sometimes feathers need to be ruffled. I listen to men and women talk and I'm just going to say something to the women for a moment. (laughs) I hear the pain and trauma. Okay, let me just say for the record, my life, I've also experienced many things. I've I've experienced pain and trauma and dysfunction. We all have a responsibility to ourselves to heal. Okay, we all have a responsibility to ourselves to heal. The problem is we get caught up in being caught up. Um, So many women are hurting because they've experienced these bad relationships with men and they don't know any better. But some of it is a choice. 
Not all of it, because there's a lot of bad actors out there. But it requires you, I will say this for many women, I want you to listen to me. In order for people to behave better, you have to start demanding better for yourself. My mother always told me and my sisters, uh, you have to change. They don't, meaning when you change, see, when you have standards for yourself, when you set boundaries for yourself, see, your selection criteria will change. And when we have enough people doing this to the point where it reaches critical mass, the men will change too. Because let me tell you something, women have some mess about them too. I just want to say for the record, I don't want to be out here preaching despair. There's reality, and then there's like, okay. Let, let's let's go ahead and try to move forward in a constructive manner, not destructive. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm biased. I am a biased um, content creator, right? I'm here more for Black women. But it doesn't mean I can't speak with a level of honesty. I was fortunate enough, even in my dysfunctional family, to have had the opportunity to date my father. And like I said, he made it clear, you don't go out because somebody has called, well, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, you met. Like, they can, they can get out of the car. I remember as an adult having to deal with that. Let me tell you something. Check this out. I want you to listen to this. About a year and a half ago, I was on a, uh, a project maybe two years ago. And there was a, a a man who's in his fifties. Let me just say for the record, I won't I won't divulge his name. He was one of the most ignorant men I have ever heard of. He said these ignorant things. I think he lacked in professionalism. He was he was not a very professional person. Uh, he looks like me. Um, and I remember he thought he was coming off as. I don't know what he thought. He basically was coming off as the court jester, if you ask me. He he was a little bit like a clown. He sat there and he, I guess he thought he was going to corral the men. And he said something like, you know, I was like, yeah, yo, yo, hey, yo, yo, shorty. Now, this is what he's saying in a work environment. I remember um, I was getting ready to put my headset on for a meeting. and. And he said something towards me. I said, let me make this clear. And this is in front of everybody. I said, my daughter will never date somebody like you. And I was like, and if I find out, I will snatch her up so quickly. And he looked at me sideways like he was offended. I said, let me tell you, I've never responded to anything like that. I didn't grow up like that. And I said, you're part of the problem. You think that it's okay to talk to people like that? Hey, yo, 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 shorty. I said, not only is it not even professional, but I'm like, that's how you talk to women. And this guy has to never be married. So who knows what that relationship is like? But the interesting thing is, as he's doing this in mixed company, I was pleasantly surprised at how embarrassed, I'm going to say, the others were at like not only his lack of professionalism, but he was they were like, that's how he talks to women. So I was really fortunate, like I said, that from the beginning, my father, he took me on a date, he showed me what it was like to be dated. 
He showed me what it was like to feel like a million dollars. He showed me what it was like. Like, he used to do things like that all the time. Take me out for an ice cream date. Like, it didn't cost that much money. We would go out to the, go grab ice cream and sit there and talk. We went down to the beach multiple times or the shore. Like, and he would just drive now. He was a big contemporary jazz fan. So, I grew up on all that stuff. Like, the Gerald Albrights and Najis and, and, um, Spare a moment. Well, that's more of a DC area at the time. I'm from Jersey. Um, I grew up on um I'm having to brain down. You know, um, uh, I can see all the faces and I can't remember. Brian Colbertson and and I would say Boney James, you know, but remember hey, remember Katie G back in the day? <laughs> so my 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 father wanted me to know what it was like to be treated like a young lady. He he basically said, I don't tolerate shenanigans. And I say this and then I'll get off. By the way, go ahead and hit the like button because you know you like what I had to say. You know you like me. You like me, so go ahead and hit it. <laughs> um, and also subscribe. What he said was, you know, you have to make sure that they treat you the way you deserve. And I believe if more women took the time out to say, look, this is how I deserve to be treated. I believe in our community, we don't know how we should be treated. And then also our notions of dating is so skewed. We equate dating, I think, to... Um, intercourse. I think people don't understand intimacy doesn't necessarily have to have intercourse involved. I'm trying to keep it clean. This is a family channel. We don't understand that we have to learn to be friends and talk to each other. We need to take the time to go out and just being each other's presence. I think in this swipe up era with all of these apps, it's easy to discard person people versus when we're in person and we can smell each other. You know, I'm a big smell person. I like cologne and stuff. Um, when you can listen to their voice when they're laughing, you can catch when they're just joking or if they're serious. When people see the way you walk and the way you talk, because like even just hearing the way someone's talking is different than swiping up. There's no connection. When people start to just spend time, no ulterior mobile, you always have motives of like hopefully wanting to take things further. But just talking. All I know was my first date was with my dad. We went to a contemporary jazz concert. We drove along the shore. Like I remember that night because like I, I remember for for whatever reasons we were walking, my father was on my right, on the outside. I was on the inside towards the shore. And I remember I saw the moon and I could hear the water. And it was just so relaxing. And I felt safe. I'm sitting here with my dad. At night, by the water. And he's just talking. Just talking. All right. Do what you will. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I think more people need to hear messages like this because we're, we're, we're doing something wrong here. We're getting it wrong. 
Gratuitous shot. Ew, go Giants. All right, so let me get on up out of here. <laughs> Have a good one.